Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be why dating women going through a divorce is not ideal. Well, I got an email from a guy. He's been through a lot himself. He went through a nasty divorce about 10 years ago. And so about four years ago, he started seeing a woman. I guess she lives in another state. He's He refers to her as an alpha female. She's successful, has her own business. But she's also in the process of going through a divorce. He said they knew each other for about 10 years. They were just friends or whatever. And then when she became separated from her husband, she got in touch. They started seeing each other. And things were, he said, pretty much effortless for the first two years. But the last two years, however, I guess things have gotten pretty contentious with her divorce because her husband wants a piece of her business. And so it's gotten pretty nasty. And when things got contentious, she her behavior became squirrely. She'll sometimes disappear for weeks at a time. And it's just not been the same. And so this is like, I mean, I get so many emails. I've done countless phone sessions over the years with guys that get involved with women like this. But it's just a good cautionary tale of he's he was leery at first because he's familiar with my work. But he's like, well, I give her the benefit of the doubt and things are really good for two years. But when things got really messed up is when her emotions were all over the place. And so even though it was good for a couple of years, the last couple of years have not been very pleasant for this poor guy. So he says, hey, coach, my name is Bob. And I'm a longtime listener, and I've read all four of your books multiple times, and I'm really digging both of your volumes of Quotes, Ruminations, and Contemplations books. So obviously he's talking about these beauties. I got two volumes out so far. They're available in Audible, Kindle, digital ebook, paperback. These are the hardcover versions of them. So whatever he tells me about what they like about the Quotes books is that it ties the concepts in the first two books together really well so if you guys are so inclined go and get yourself a copy he says i have the hardcover editions of everything and then followed along on two speed through audible which makes getting through everything multiple times a breeze here's my situation i'm 46 a successful semi-retired entrepreneur living my best life after a brutal and costly divorce about 10 years ago i married young had a kid and a toxic relationship and a brutal divorce that I asked for, and it cost me over $200,000 plus 12 years of alimony, and I lost a vacation home. Yeah, you've been together, been married for a lot of years, especially you build a business while you're married, and especially if you live in a blue state, the downside financial risk and just risk in general is really super unpleasant. I, I was only married for a year, and I live in the free state of Florida, and just we didn't have kids or anything together. I had started my business, but she got an attorney that we had. Everything was on good terms, and then she goes and gives a really, you know, triple the size of a retainer that I gave my attorney when I started, and then what this guy was basically doing was just writing letters to my attorney, just trying to drag things out, probably because he spent the retainer money that he gave her that's one thing i notice a lot of those divorce attorneys some of them are broke as a joke and when you give them a big retainer 
they don't really like having to give any of that back. And so what this guy was trying to do was spend every last bit of it and drag it out. It took close to three years to actually get my divorce finalized, to get rid of the property, the house that we had together. And it just wasn't a pleasant process. And it was extremely expensive, even though it was we were together one full year. So you can imagine, especially if you live in a blue state, you got kids, you got businesses, you got assets you're going to pretty much get taken to the cleaners. So from a, a financial perspective, a business perspective, it's just not a good deal for, for the dude. So I highly recommend you get yourself, if you are going to get married, do some kind of a civil ceremony where you have like a business agreement together where, you know, whenever you go into business, the, the right way to do it is to have a partnership agreement between the partners it spells out all of their duties, what they owe the company, the corporation, in this case a relationship, and the consequences if one or several of the partners don't hold up their end of the bargain. How do you disengage legally? It's like you take care of all that stuff. you know. And then if you're going to, what if one of them wants to dip, wants to retire early or has an illness or maybe gets hit by a bus, it's like how do you just... How do you handle their part of the equity or their relatives? They're going to inherit that kind of stuff. So you can do a good job with spelling all these things out in a partnership agreement. And then you guys can get each other's rings and you can have a little ceremony with your friends, not involving any religious people or the state for sure. And then you have a simple agreement. You can spell out in there also what happens if, if you guys split up and you got kids and all that. It's like it really will save you a lot of grief because, man, when you get the state involved in these laws and divorce courts, it's it's just a bad, bad, bad way to go. <clears throat> so something to consider for you guys that are determined to get married and involve the state. You know, Look at this guy here. 12 years of alimony. He had a vacation home he lost. 200 grand. I had a friend of mine that he married a girl and she was her family is very wealthy. And he they worked out how they were going they had investment properties and so he was going to give her the home that they lived in and he was going to keep the in, investment properties and his office. And so like a dummy, he just signs a quick claim deed and hands it to his wife. And then when they're going through the divorce process, she, you know, he, he lost the house because he signed it over like a dumbass. And then on, on top of that, she's like, I want half the investment properties. And after it was all said and done, she basically told him, she says, I, I wanted to, I didn't want you to have enough money left to where you could have another family. In other words, she wanted to be the only one that he had kids with. And so she smiled to his face and lied her ass off and had every intention of stabbing him in the back and i've known her pretty well we've known each other 20 years as well i knew knew his wife and i was like geez that's i was surprised that she did that it's disappointing but man it's like when emotions get involved there's no logic there's there's no reason especially with 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 a woman they're just they look at things different and when so when their emotions get involved they're gonna get really squirrely and like i said my buddy he's like had figured they had everything worked out just like me my my ex-wife we had everything agreed to but she just turned it all over to her attorney and unbeknownst to her he's writing all these letters back and forth and obviously every time my attorney writes on back i get charged 
for each letter going back and forth. And so I spent thousands of dollars in this letter. And this is going back 25 years ago. Thousands of dollars in this letter writing campaign. Also, my ex-wife-to-be, her attorney, could basically not have to refund any of the retainer that she had given him. But because the attorneys, it's like the longer the conflict goes, the more money they make. It's it's in their interest to keep it going and keep it contentious. So, and we were divorcing on, on good terms. But, and what ended up resolving, and I wrote about this in my book, was I ended up calling her father and told him what was going on because he's like, why is this still not finished yet? So I, I called him up, told him, I was like, hey, man, I, I could use your help. And when I told him what was going on, he thanked me for it. And he got he hung up the phone with me and called their attorney and basically told him to knock it off and to get the signed separate, separation agreement over to my attorney. And my attorney called me literally the next morning and said, hey, I got the agreement here. We scheduled the hearing. And then 30 days later, I was finally officially divorced. But <clears throat> you guys really got to think very carefully before you get involved because even when things seem nice you get attorneys involved and like like my buddy it's like he he eventually left his wife through the last three years of their marriage or was they weren't having sex and it was just a bad bad situation but he thought they had everything worked out and so like a dummy he just trusted that she was being honest with him signs over his the personal residence and the judge was like hey you signed a quick claim deed you got nothing and so he ended up losing half of his investment properties as well, all because she was vindictive about it and was trying to punish him financially and make it so he couldn't afford to go and have another family with somebody else, which he ended up doing anyways. But, you know, it sure would have been nice because that was oh, probably over a million dollars worth of net worth that he just, woof, he, he lit a match to. A million dollars. Poof. Gonzo. All because he was gullible and trusted his ex-wife-to-be, who hadn't had sex with him in over three years. But the goal is I want you guys to learn from this stuff, especially you younger guys. You learn from us older dudes that have been through it and got a few nicks and bruises here and there, scratches. So he says, I learned that you can't put a price on peace and happiness, and I've been dating some of the hottest women but have no desire to be married ever again. About four years ago, a woman I've known for about 10 years and who now lives in another state became separated from her husband. She began reaching out and pursuing me before she even filed for divorce. I was reluctant to get involved. Well, I even talk about this in 3% Man, why you shouldn't get involved with these women because, again, women are emotional creatures and especially there's butthurt involved. It's like, you know, they'll... It's very likely that they'll say one thing and then somebody starts talking in the air. It could be a friend or a relative. It could be a new boyfriend. That was another thing. My ex-wife started dating this guy, I don't know, six, eight months after we had split up. And he was trying to be helpful. And, you know, so he started creating problems just because he was trying to get her to go after me. And, you know, he thought he was being a helpful boyfriend. And it just kind of gummed up to work. So you just... You never know. That's why I said you get the state involved. It's, oh, God, what a nightmare. He says, I was reluctant to get involved, but the connection was one of those once-in-a-decade types that you talk about. For two years, it was effortless on my part, and I began to make myself too available to video chat or to talk on the phone, normally something I wouldn't do with women I've dated who live in my city, 
but the long distance thing threw me off. So his game was tight for about two years, and then he started becoming an emotional tampon on the telephone. So on top of that, on top of her divorce becoming contentious, he starts becoming more of like a therapist on the phone and then spending less time in person. So therefore, she lost respect for him. And once she lost respect for him, then that just exacerbates the situation when her divorce becomes difficult and contentious. He says, she flew out to see me multiple times and invited me to come stay with her. And we rendezvoused to multiple vacation spots all over the world. She's a successful alpha female who runs her own business. And she has the flexibility to travel regularly, just like me, as opposed to many women I've dated who only get two weeks of vacation a year and are not available to travel. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you're an entrepreneur and you can make your schedule and you can come and go as you please and you're dating a woman that has a corporate job or the type of job where she gets like one or two weeks of vacation a year, you're like, hey, let's go away for the weekend and take Friday and Monday off. She's like, oh, I got to put in a request, you know, 60, 90 days in advance to get those days off. And it's like, ugh, it's nice not having to deal with that. She's playful, feminine, smart, matching love languages, and hands down, the best sex of my life. About two years ago, she went cold and completely stonewalled me after an international trip that I thought was amazing. We went from video calling multiple times every day to sending a vague I miss you or I love you text every few weeks. When I'd respond with variations of great hearing from you, I miss you too, when are you able to connect? I would be met with silence for three weeks before getting another I love you text. So the other thing to keep in mind there, it's like, so this is not, you can't put all this on the girl because this guy, his game seemed to be tight for two years. And as he admits, he got really sloppy and stopped, started violating principles. And so if you're trying to make a date and then you get ghosted for three weeks, you're going to try one more time to make a date. And if you get the same response then you're going to stop bringing up getting together until she brings it up next and since she's in the middle of a divorce and so part of the problem is two years in this guy's emotionally invested he's projecting his fantasy onto her of what he wants her to be or who he believes her to be and he's ignoring the fact that she ghosts him for three weeks and then he goes right back to the same behavior over pursuing being too nice too available when he should have just looked at the situation and recognized that he made a mistake or had made a lot of mistakes and just kept dating other women. He says, I backed off completely using your seven principles get an ex back and took note of your advice about dating women who are going through a divorce and hers is messy like mine was. This worked and eight months later she reached out and said her divorce is almost done and she doesn't want to live her life without me and asked if I would consider seeing her again. I probably should have just made her earn me back a bit more, but things just seemed to pick up right where we left off. Except this time, I didn't make myself as available to talk or video chat and probably did 5% of the pursuing, if that. So, okay, so he took corrective action, which is good. So good job on that. But he's still involved with a woman in the middle of a divorce that's not going well. She flew out three times. I spent most of last summer out with her though i got my own place for the week she had her kids and we did two more trips together the last trip about two months ago was great but when we got back it was a repeat of stonewalling maybe he was acting dopey in the trip 
more than likely also things are really screwing with her emotions because of the divorce. He says, it took her three weeks to reach out after we got back and she had some very loving words and even told me I'm her soulmate. Oh, I'm your soulmate, but I haven't heard from you in three weeks. You got to look at the actions there. And part of the problem is this guy's a little dopey over this girl. It's the best sex he's ever had in his life. And again, he's looking at his fantasy of who he imagines her to be and ignores the fact that she ghosted him for three weeks. I mean, that's just rude. That's not loving. That's not kind. And this guy should have been dating other women. But he's, again, he's just, you know, he's got this girl on a pedestal. He's being extra nice to her. And she's not really having to do much to earn him. It, it seems like he's just sitting around waiting on her to reach out to him. And then that's the only thing he's got going on in his personal life. And that's part of his problem. He he's not a, not, doesn't have the same level of cockiness and swagger that he had in the very beginning. And plus, he's enabled her behavior by teaching her that it's okay to treat him this way. And he'll just drop what he's doing to see her as soon as he hears from her. He says, I responded playfully and asked when she's available to have a video date and was met with silence. So obviously there's no congruency with her words and actions, so I've gone back to no contact. Well, you shouldn't be pursuing somebody when they're trying to earn you back. You shouldn't reach out for any reason because you didn't talk for a whole eight months. So it's obvious that, yeah, there, there was issues going on with the divorce, but for a woman just to disappear for eight months, that tells me that her... Her feelings had completely gone away for the most part. And there, she may have been sleeping with somebody else that lived closer to her. You really don't know because you're living long distance from each other. So there's no congruency with her words and actions, so I've gone back to no contact, only responding playfully when she reaches out and asking her available to talk or video chat. Again, two times in a row, and if you're met with stonewalling or they won't make make time because when they do that but you got to understand and this guy's just not paying it he should know better at this point if he, when he's read all my books like this but when a woman is reaching out like that and then you try to make dates and then you get silence what she's really doing is stirring the pot and just seeing if you're still on the line so to speak in other words just seeing if you're still interested still on the hook and as soon as she gets that validation poof she's gone there may be another dude in the picture on her part He's unprepared to walk and never look back, and I've stopped asking her availability to get together when she does reach out. Again, the book says no more than twice. So does Sam Principles get an X back, but it doesn't seem like you followed that because you're trying to force her to want you more and to make more of an effort instead of letting her come to you at her pace. <clears throat> he says, I still respond playfully and unperturbed. My divorce took two years, and hers seems to be taking even longer to complete because the ex is trying to go after her business, her parenting schedule, etc. In the meantime, I continue to date two or three local women, but I don't have the same chemistry or spark as what I had with her. Well, what you got to look at is that, so what? It's like you're, you're not seeing her. And what's happening is this guy's projecting his fantasy onto her and he's making all kinds of excuses and rationalizations for her behavior. And plus, on top of that, he's enabling it. It's like every time she finally does reach out, he's like begging her to spend time with him or video call, and then she just blows him off. And then as soon as she does reach back out, he goes right back to kind of over-pursuing a little bit. He says, I feel like I know your material enough, 
and have not repeated the same mistakes as the first go around. But you got to understand, it's like it taught her that you're always going to be available and you're always going to be waiting around. You're always going to be willing to jump through your butt to spend time with her. So you've given her all the leverage in the relationship. In other words, you kind of made her the leader and the man in the relationship and you became the chick. And that's why you're sitting around with blue balls and your thumb up your butt. He says, with the exception that I should have told her to just call me when her divorce is final. Well, I mean, what should have happened when she came back, and I discussed this in Seven Principles Get an Expect, but it doesn't look like you listened, is that she has to do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing from there on out. And it seems like once you started spending time together again, that you kind of went back to pursuing, as you said, 5%. But as it talks about in some principles of getting an expect, if she's trying to earn another chance with you, she's got to make the effort. She messed it up. She's the one that ghosted you. She's the one that disappeared for eight months. And then she's the one that asked you for another chance. But when she asked for another chance, doesn't mean you go back to pursuing her again because that's part of what got you rejected the first time around. That's why when you've gotten dumped, you've gotten blown off, as a seven, cents, seven principles get an expect, she's got to do 100% of the pursuing and you didn't follow that. Because you were in La La Land. You're acting too dopey over this girl. My plan is to continue dating, but I'm half tempted to just ignore any future messages from her due to the disrespect and ignoring my question about getting together. Well, again, you you keep asking her to get together when you shouldn't be doing that. You're not following what my book teaches. So I'd be nice. I'd be playful. But unless she brings up getting together, I wouldn't mention it at all. And again, it says right in Seven Principles Get an X Back, when you ask a girl to get together and she won't make the plans, you don't ask. You ask twice max, two times in a row. Then after that, it's like she's got to bring it up. And unless she brings up getting together, you're not going to mention it. I wouldn't be doing any FaceTime calls or any of that stuff. And I, I, I mean, I would honestly be looking at this like putting a fork in it but part of the problem is that you got a woman that's going through a nasty divorce. And on top of that, you've continued to over pursue even after she blew you off and disrespected you. I don't know how many times it's like your behavior didn't change until she basically ghosted you. And that's when you finally recognize that you were over pursuing. And even then, when she started coming back, you went right back to pursuing. And that's just the opposite of what I teach. So if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.